Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Hello and welcome back to the Amazing Truth Podcast. We are glad that you've joined us, you've clicked, and you're following us, and you've come again for another wonderful, exciting episode. I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Collins and Ezra, and we'll jump right ahead to the Amazing Truth Minute. In this segment of the Amazing Truth Minute, uh, we're going to read from the book of John, chapter 14, and I'll begin from verse 1. And before I read, I just wanted to encourage many of our listeners uh, in this series we've been talking about asking the hard questions of life. And in John 14, Jesus encourages us, life may be tough, but Jesus says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in, in God, believe also in me. And then Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father through me. And our goal here is to encourage all our listeners to trust in God, trust in Jesus. Jesus is able to carry us through to the finish line. He also says in verse 30, I will no longer talk much with you. For the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me. The ruler of this world, Satan, is not able to overcome Jesus. Jesus has won the fight for all of us. So this is an encouragement and I hope that we will find uh, solace in him as we answer, uh, try or try to answer these hard questions. We're going to pray, and then we dive into our topic for today. Let us pray. Our Father and our Lord, we thank you so much for the gift of life that you have given us. We thank you because even though we've been asking hard questions, Father, you have all the answers. We can rest assured that you are able to provide all that we need, dear Father, to live in this life. And even though we may not understand the things that are going on around us. These questions remain hard. Father, we trust and ask that you'll continue to be with us. As we discuss, please provide um, uh, provide a, an environment where we can still continue to have hope, that we may not lose hope, dear Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. it listeners we thank you for joining us as we wind up this month the month of october this is our last uh episode for this month we want to uh hope that you've been you've been you've been challenged you have joined in you've tuned in uh you've thought through and heard our guests and the stories that they have shared 
for those of you who are joining us for the first time, we have been uh, going through the series of asking the hard questions of life. Uh, the first two series, we had our guest, special brother, uh, brother George Gaddafi, who shared with us his journey and his story through cancer. You know, this disease that has has continued to uh, uh, steal the joy of many. And, and in, his, in, his, in his account, he shared with us how it drove him to a process and a, a, a place of almost hopelessness. Just the only thing that he could blink, think, or see was, was death. Then we had a chance to have amazing guests. Uh, we had Simon Momani and uh, 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 Sister Jackie Aikobe, who shared with us their stories about uh, what it means to grieve, you know, I'm sure if you're listening to us, maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe you're a parent who lost a child. Maybe you are a child who's fatherless or motherless, or maybe don't have both. Uh, and that experience, maybe you're still grieving through it. You're still going through that experience and, and highlighted that. So today, we're just here to do one thing, just to recap. To recap and also think uh, why these questions are important but even discuss other tough questions that might come up into our lives that we think through every single day. So today's lesson is uh, podcast is easy, yeah. laid back, relaxed, just recapping these hard questions that we usually have to deal with. So I'm going to begin by inviting my co-hosts here today and say, what was the highlight? What was the highlight within the topics that we covered this month? What comes to mind? What stood out? What feedback did you get from the, you know, our, our listeners? What did they say? And, and, uh, uh, what have you learned from this month? So I, I, I want to, one question I think I've, we've asked ourselves is why did we decide on this topic? Yes. And I think we, we I know we as a community and in general in life, we, we don't like asking ourselves those questions that are uncomfortable. We shy away from we shy, talking about right. the real issues the real, we're facing in exactly. life. Exactly. And right. those, those are the real issues that actually affect us the most, mm -hmm. you know? And then we, we usually, um, you know, the cup that the cup is half empty or the cup is half full. We don't really we should we sh we don't talk about it. And if we talk about it, we we sugarcoat it and we don't really dive deep into it. So we we just decided that, you know, it's best for us to be uncomfortable for a moment. Uh -huh. For a moment, just be uncomfortable because you know, if you're uncomfortable, there's many other people who are uncomfortable. Yep. And when you talk about it, it's it lessens that burden, lessens yeah. that uncomfortability. So that's why we decided to you know just ask ourselves. This one question, that, that this, that, and, we, and there's other questions like you've asked. There's other things that we, we are, we are, we are talking about. We'll, we'll get there. Let, let me ask a question. Let me ask a question uh, uh, to the three of us. What is the hardest question in your life? What is the hardest conversation that you have been dodging and avoiding talking about? <laughs> Just for you. Either, either now or when you're young or, you know, what is the hard <laughs> questions that you've been dodging? Is it getting personal? Now? <laughs> yeah, it has, to be, it has to be real, right? You know, for me, the, the, the hardest question for a long time was death mm -hmm. because my uh, our parents shielded us. Whenever someone in our family, in our extended family, mm -hmm. passed away, they my, uh, our parents went for the funeral, uh, either my dad or my mom. Mm -hmm. And they didn't tell us what happened. They didn't tell us where they went. They just said, "We're going. I'm going to Kisi and I'll be back. Mm -hmm. So he went and he came back. And that was it. Life continued the same way. And when I, when I could not see my uncle mm -hmm. or my aunt, that's when I asked my mom, 
what happened? Where did she go? Mm-hmm. She's not coming as she used to come. He's not coming as he used to come. S- uh, and, and so uh, for a long time, death was just a mystery to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't understand it. And I could not talk to anybody about it. And when I actually came to a place where I could now experience the loss of a friend, the loss of someone I knew, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to interact with anybody. And for a long time, I could not go to, I could not go to, to funeral homes when someone died to view the body. Uh-huh. I simply didn't have this experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I avoided it just so the same way my parents... Uh, and and maybe they were avoiding it too because that was the experience. So for, for you, the hard question that you've always been afraid of tackling is... is uh, or, uh, I don't know where you are right now, but that's what we have in these conversations, yeah. right? Yeah. Is to help right. us to continue growing in that. Mm-hmm. Kenan, what has it been for you? For me, I, I, I want to echo what Collins has said. It's it's death. I mean, death, we've seen death in our families and we've, we've witnessed it. Mm. And over the years, I remember when I've only, they, I only attended maybe one, one funeral mm-hmm. of, a, of a maybe one or two. But then growing up and I've, I've gotten into adulthood, mm-hmm. when I experienced my, my own loss, mm-hmm. I did not know how to to react to it mm-hmm. yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how to react to it i don't know if i should cry i don't know if i should call someone i don't know if i should i don't know how to react to it mm-hmm. and then moving past it is difficult because i i haven't dealt with it mm-hmm. and i want to i want to highlight too that even where i live right here in the states mm-hmm. i mean we only we only deal with death when it when it comes to fundraising uh-huh. true that's that's when we we talk about death mm-hmm. and after that yeah. We're done. So I think the for me, death has been has been one thing that I've shied away from talking about. And now when we talked about when he did the podcast with uh, Gaddafi and he mentioned that he had to had that have that discussion with himself first, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and and you know prepare himself before he even prepares his family. I'm mean, like, this is something that I need to do for myself. So that really spoke to me when I have to talk about death, my own death. If I lose someone, when I lose someone. How am I going to deal with it, and you know, hopefully not move past it, but just deal it, deal with it in a way that it's uh, comfortable. So de- I think that is the theme here, and and I think the truth, the truth minute set set the tone because you know that that, that actually, uh, Collins, I'm glad that you brought that tr- truth minute to light because actually the context of that truth minute is the last conversation Jesus is av- having with his disciples before he faces his death. Like he calls them, he sits down with them and has, and you look at that, it's like three chapters in a row where he's just having a monologue. A monologue right. about his death. Yeah, like, true. so I, I think death is a constant one. I think myself too, I can attest to that. I've never lost a close family member. So I always have those thoughts of what will it be like? How will it feel? You know, well, sometimes I feel it's bad, but I'm like, man, you know. So I, I think that th- that that is... Overall, as human beings, I think we can agree death is 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 the hard conversation. Mm-hmm. But then, in the course of these uh, series, we we discovered the other things yeah. <laughs> that that are hard. Yeah. You know, for example, 
men don't like going for physicals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. It True is. That. So we are afraid of death, but, but we, we don't, don't want to take care of ourselves. Right? So so why is it hard? Because that's one thing that came up. Why is it hard for men, especially men, to go for health? Uh, checkup. <laughs> physical <laughs> checkup. Let I me ask, when is the last time you went? <laughs> hey, we are not uh, shaming. <laughs> no, let's not <laughs> shame each other. But for me, I think the, f- the fear, again, the fear mm-hmm. I have is the fear of the unknown. Uh-huh. Right? If I don't know it, mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt me. Yeah. And this is, a, this is a fight I always have with my wife that I don't want to go <laughs> and get news that I've, I've been having a you know something that I you know so if it's not bothering me right now why why wake it so I think I it's it's important to know this is a person that it's important to know what so that you can fight it mm-hmm. and I Gaddafi also mentioned that if he had I mean he's been going for physicals or anything but once he it became uh, unbearable mm-hmm. that's when he went and they told it was type stage four yeah I know I if you know personally and now I, from the lessons i'm getting is if i know then i can deal with it uh-huh. and that's uh, as a man True. i need to get away from that fear of the unknown mm-hmm. that i'm i'm okay and i think w- one other thing that makes me fearful is that what if what if what if then who's going to take care of this? But who's the ir- take care of but this? the irony of that is that <laughs> the irony of that is as men we act like we are tough right True. But then we are afraid of these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Gaddafi. There is an underlying fear yeah. that we really can't express. Uh-huh. And we, 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 don't know, uh, we don't know what is going to come uh, out of whatever yeah. that we hear. Do, do you think how we are brought up plays a role? Because I think it plays a big as, role. Uh, as men, we are told don't cry. You only go to the hospital when you're sick. sick uh, yeah. You know. True. So, so certain things that are okay have become hard to yeah. us naturally through that. So, if as, especially both of you as parents, you can't be expecting your kids to go for mm-hmm. checkup when they've never seen you go to yeah. checkup, checkup because That's it's actually true. something that you not just tell but you show, you show how that that's do done. Example, and you you see, being a nurse mm-hmm. for me uh, has really opened me up to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never used to like going to the hospital. Uh-huh. Uh, for one, because I, d- I didn't like needles. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, it's, it's very basic. Mm. I didn't like needles. I didn't like uh, intrusion. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, so I avoided as much as I could. However, after I went to school for nursing, and um, of course, I, I prefer to know what is wrong with me. Um, and I can go, um, I, if you ask me if I've gone to a, for, for a physical and the last <laughs> time I probably, I, <laughs> I, I don't remember the last time I went for a, for a physical, but I do check myself out. I do um, just ma- do the basics, uh, the basics that I have learned. So, so from this podcast, what are the fears did you hear people who are listeners that they reacted to. You know, we talked about death, but that was like the, the main, you know. But yeah. but what are some of the things that you've heard from either speakers, uh, or people gave feedback, or people who we've talked to in our own, you know, circles of things that they usually, uh, they're hard for. Let's talk for women. What are some of the hard topics for women to talk about that you've heard around? Um, I, I know that... Uh, Topics. Uh, there's there's many topics. There's there's a lot. Um, 
there's issues of domestic violence mm-hmm. you know there's women who are just suffering in silence mm-hmm. and again the fear the stigma of coming out and talking about those things mm-hmm. there's issues of child loss mm-hmm. you know childbearing difficulty and all those things those are the issues that women are I, i'm not a woman but i can speak but through experience knowing that's those are tough things mm-hmm. that women are fi- find they have find it difficult to talk about mm-hmm. yeah yeah those do, do, those are very tough issues there is also uh issues to do with health mm-hmm. generally um there are some people who have experienced things that we can't imagine mm-hmm. you know and cancer is one of them and we had the story of our brother gaddafi mm-hmm. but there is also other other difficult mm-hmm. areas like hiv aids mm-hmm. These other difficult I, areas. I, I like the fact that you bring HIV AIDS. I think HIV AIDS, especially in Minnesota, it's in the African community. It's very high. It's very high. Actually, some statistics recently showed that. Well, not recent, not very recent, but a few years ago, were showing that uh, Africans are the uh, the leading, and the age group was between the age of twelve and twenty three, twenty three, twenty four, had the highest number of you know wow. HIV cases. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, 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 the question is. Can a young person find a place to speak about these mm-hmm. and still be appreciated, loved, embraced, accepted, and, and respected? And respected. Yeah, and I, I, I want to say that um, people are ready to talk about mm-hmm. these things. Mm-hmm. People are ready to share their experiences. Mm-hmm. The problem I've seen is the community is not ready to listen, mm-hmm. and the community is not prepared to to handle these things mm-hmm. or process these things with these people. I know people are ready to talk about these issues. Mm-hmm. Is there a safe place? There should be. Mm-hmm. There should there be should a safe be. place. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, places like the church. Mm-hmm. The church should be a safe place. Mm-hmm. You know, there's various community resources out there that should be safe places. So I think the people are ready. This is my own opinion, that people are ready to talk about this. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like the community, the church, there uh, I say the church is ready to process these things with people. The, the places of worship, <coughs> I think in general, there's yes. they're supposed to be a place of refuge. Right. I think another topic that is hard that people shy away from talking about um, is the issue of sexuality. Mm. That's Se- a big one. Sexuality is a big one. Like it's actually a big one. You know, um, there is the concept of, you know, you live in a society where houses of and places of worship will tell you that, you know, uh, se- uh, um, abstain from sexuality mm-hmm. then you will have others where you'll be told safe sex mm-hmm. then you will have others where there's identity of uh, of 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 uh, my my gender mm-hmm. you know and how and where do I you know um how am I going to be seen if I, I present and express myself mm-hmm. and I think th- there are many people who are suffering yeah. you know you know this podcast this month we anchored it on on hard topics because death is universal True. Everyone yeah. will talk about death. Mm-hmm. You True. know, grieving is universal. Mm-hmm. But there's some hard topics that are not universally accepted and That's embraced. Mm-hmm. And so it yeah. makes it hard for people to have those hard conversations. Yeah. And I think if you're a listener out there listening to us, uh, at some point you have to find a place, you have to find a way to 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 to, to express that out. Yeah. That's true. Now You've brought out the issue of sexuality, and that that's one that's one area 
we as a community mm-hmm. don't really engage mm-hmm. beginning from our f- our own families mm-hmm. we uh, we we don't talk about it we don't uh, even mention mm-hmm. uh, yet this this is a topic that should i think be handled in a family mm-hmm. in a family setting family structure family structure where we where you have two hopefully two adults mm-hmm. who love each other mm-hmm. because that is the yeah. right context yeah mm-hmm. in the church it w- you see when you get out of the home it becomes now difficult to There's many factors that you have to... other many factors Mm -hmm. that you have to bring Mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's one difficult uh, subject that definitely, I think, um, we'll need to really see how we can bring it up Mm -hmm. and then give some pointers because we have have failed in that. And Mm -hmm. so, Mm -hmm. and there are many kids growing up they need to have a good conversa- conversation. I, I, I want to ask. Yeah, let me ask. Uh, um, sorry, but now, now when you're saying we talk about it, let me ask you guys a hard question. If, uh, if it's hard, but well, do you talk about it in the context of embracing or the context of denouncing? <laughs> I, I, I think I think context is key, right? Context of what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Context of uh, who are you talking to? Context of uh, why are you having that conversation, right? Uh, I've had stories with young uh, friends of mine who have said for them, I remember one case in particular uh, uh, said for, for me, love is having sex. Now, for them, they will sleep with anyone else as long as they get sex because that's how they interpret what love looks like. In the context of that, we need to address that from a perspective of, nah, you have self-worth and self-value right. and someone should not see you just for sake of that body and there are moments where you will speak from uh, so so i think again the point i'm driving at is context right, right what are you talking about when are you talking about why are you talking about it and that just sets like the tone the, the, the key point for me is we need to talk about it and talk about it responsibly very yeah. true i i think it's important for us to set things straight mm-hmm. yes of course within a context but we we need to figure out the origin. Mm-hmm. We need to figure out what is the right way to express yourself mm-hmm. sexually. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what is the right context? Uh, of course, based upon uh, the 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 values that we that we uphold. Mm-hmm. And then we once we have set the record straight, then we can begin looking at anomalies mm-hmm. and. Uh, going into d- details, why or why not, and why is why should this be the case? Uh, and I think the one of the key points there is the all all these conversations should be centered and anchored on the pre- uh, premises of love. Yeah. True. And I say that because a psychologist, psychiatrist, you know, an ex- expert in the field can work with you clinically. But if the problem is that you don't feel emotionally loved, no. appreciated, you yep. don't feel like there is a purpose for you to live, mm-hmm. you know, you'll find yourself constantly falling back. Yep. So in addition to that clinical help, mm-hmm. when I'm talking about this, this could be a therapy because you are abused when you are young. Mm-hmm. Uh, this could True. be therapy that you're getting big simply because, um, you know, 
you've been ashamed because of your sexuality or whatever it is so in that context the key part of it for me is that when we love people then we'll have these conversations mm-hmm. in a way that is yeah. right yeah. yeah right yeah uh, I, i think i think for adults and especially young couples and who are married is because we don't talk about sexuality it's 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 one of the key factors i think for me that breaks families i i, I think that uh, it plays a huge role actually ultimately mm-hmm. you can you can ha- uh, a marriage can begin breaking down in finances mm-hmm. in name name all the areas mm-hmm. you can begin breaking down but ultimately what separates a husband and wife is sexuality mm-hmm ultimately mm-hmm. because they cannot connect yeah. and so the intimacy piece, the intimacy of, of, piece. Of, the, of, of the two people mm-hmm. you know is is very critical very critical yeah so so again that there you have it these are hard, these are hard hard discussions let, let me go back to the, this man's conversation you know why do you think Gaddafi he was very hopeful what do you think was that one thing that even going through and listeners those who are listening please listen our previous podcast uh, yeah. and you will see the story of uh, of our friend who uh went and has battled cancer what do you think was that thing that kept him going like i know he mentioned a few but what could you tell from the body language uh w- one thing that really stood out for me was his kids mm-hmm. his kids gave him hope mm-hmm. and one of uh, and one of uh, his daughters mm-hmm. you know there's a quote that she she made and that i think that that was when he said that was a turning point mm-hmm. in in his in his journey to actually the, actually the kids pushed the him kid, yeah. yes to, to even go to, to go to the hospital to go to the hospital and so they, they pushed out. him yeah. to help yeah from from the sense i got before that i think i don't know it might be wrong but the sense i got from body language is that he was he was almost giving up he was he, he had looked at it as a tough battle yeah but when the daughters pushed him mm-hmm. to do this mm-hmm. i think he, he that gave him the fight mm-hmm. and and i'm glad he listened yes uh, yes to yes, the children right. sometimes our children will come to us and they will silently say something mm-hmm. and yeah. we'll push it away mm-hmm. and shrug our shoulders yeah. Yeah. sometimes our wives also come to us and they say something very softly mm-hmm. and we'll push or shrug it off yeah i think from uh, from listening to that podcast i learned uh something important listen yeah take time to listen listen to your children mm-hmm. listen to your spouse yeah. listen to your body listen, listen. <laughs> like listen don't don't listen to respond yeah. but listen yes. you know and what <laughs> you know as as men we, we tend to fix we like we like to fix problems mm-hmm. so to me um, if i don't have a problem why am i going to fix it yeah. what is there to fix mm-hmm. and for that's that's what uh, that's the difference i saw with gaddafi that he he knew there was a problem mm-hmm. but his his uh, approach was not to fix it mm-hmm. he wanted to ride it mm-hmm. and with his hope he knew he was going to he yeah. was going to beat it and thinking about it how do you fix yourself yeah. mm. you can fix a problem with a tv yeah. right it's out there yeah. you can fix a problem with a radio a computer but when it comes to yourself how do you tell you have a problem and how do you tell that uh, and how do you get yourself to fixing it mm-hmm. yeah. so 
<laughs> you know, I, I listeners, if you're listening, we always have fun, you know, in our small studio here when we have these conversations because they are not just conversations for the sake of releasing a podcast. These, these are things that are meant to uh, help us internalize. If you're listening, you know, you have a hard question in your life that you're running away from asking. Mm-hmm. You have a situation. Listen, because if you don't listen, your body will force you to listen. You know, your relationship will come to a stop and you'll be forced to listen and say, I see how I ended up here. You know, mm. you know, it's your job. And so whatever it is, those don't run away and shy away from those hard, 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 hard topics because... Um, it's it's the norm. It's the way of life. I think a couple of things that I, I want to pivot this conversation to. Let's let's go to Sister Jackie. You know, she lost her father. Mm-hmm. She lost her father, and she sets the tone for us where they are all seated in a room trying to make a decision. Now, let me ask ask you <laughs> that decision. That decision where. You're being wow. asked to pull the plug for wow. your father, and you're being told that once you pull this. Chances are, a few seconds. How many seconds did they say? So it's a few seconds wow. and it's gone. Right, right. How you? What decision will you make in that room? This is your now. Think now, that's a, now, 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 now. That's a hard. <laughs> you that's know? a hard question. That is a hard question. <laughs> Listen, right there, the doctors have said we have tried everything and anything. We just want you to have a moment as family members, and this is what happens: siblings. Uh-huh. And and we just want to let you know, beyond this point, we can't do anything. We have to pull the plug. What conversation do you have with your siblings? What do you even say to each other? Where do you even begin? Yeah. Where do you even begin? You know, it's easy to say that, oh, my f- my relative is suffering, so this yeah. will be taking them out of their misery. But nah, that's, that, is, that is what we think in our head. But when it really, really comes to it, I... I, Ezra, I, I don't know what I'm going to say. I, but I, you know, I think for me, <laughs> it's 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 going to be hard for any, even if it was a friend, mm-hmm. even if it was a long-distance relative. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, how do you, I would say, doctor, get in your brain a, a little more, mm-hmm. dig a little more. Uh-huh. What, what else? I would say just keep, let, just keep the machines on. Keep the machines on. Let but but you see, there's, there's two pieces that Jackie and, and, uh, and Pastor Simon were bringing to play here was the fact that one, the fact was, as, as we get ready to go to the break, the first one's one is that the decision is not only about yourself, how you feel, but also the person whose life you're fighting, fighting for, yeah. what do they want? Do they so you're making a decision for yourself yes. mm-hmm. and also yes. the other person, yeah. what do they want? I think, Kenan, take us to the break because this is going to be heated when we come back. I'd like to hear what you guys (laughs) will want to do in that situation. And I hope your partners, spouses, friends will be listening what you wish for them or what to do in those (laughs) moments. As we are on break, we want to we want to share with you what to look forward to. I know in the month of November we have the fatherhood series coming up. We'll have fathers here, right, right, and we'll be talking about fatherhood. Okay, yeah. and I know if you're not a father, that's fine. You had a father, right? <laughs> There's those experiences you've had, you know, growing yeah. up. Yep. So the fatherhood series we'll have four, actually five, five episodes in this series. We'll have fathers coming through. We'll have uh, 
sons, sons coming through yeah. and we have daughters coming through yeah. and right? wives and wives as Probably. well exactly <laughs> so we have a lot lined up in the month of uh november i think the exciting part is that you know we always talk about single mothers what about single fathers yes you oh know yes. we'll learn about so that we will learn about yeah. that as well in december we are planning also a series we'll probably we are, we are still talking about we'll probably talk about sexuality we'll talk about these other issues that that are coming up so november is packed so please here's where you can reach us you can find us on spotify just look for the amazing truth podcast you can also find us on google podcast look for the amazing truth podcast and we have a website the website is amazingtruthpodcast.org amazingtruthpodcast.org there you can uh listen to previous episodes you can look at the countdown you can look at our faces as well we have a few uh, pictures there so interact with us we have our phone numbers 763-300-4069 where you can call and text 612-406-4588 763-232-3555 so we want to interact with you we want to ha- get your opinions we want to have conversations with you and if you have anything that you want to talk about you any topic you're interested in again reach out to us if you have a podcast that you want to you have a, you have a podcast in your mind you want to start you want you don't have a place to record contact us you're as well more than welcome to come more than and welcome and, yes. and and listeners as you're listening is we're talking about fatherhood you know you have a story in fatherhood that, that you think is worth being noted out yes. there please yes please reach out to us because we would like to give you a platform to add to that mix of november not only just as a listener but an active participant in this series exactly actually and yeah. yeah and something that i just thought of if you have a question mm-hmm. about fatherhood mm-hmm. i think let me ask a question be nice to let, let me ask a question because questions. we need to transition back. you guys but, are but, going but to the <laughs> let me ask a question yes if you were to if you were a listener i'm putting you why fatherhood don't answer that We'll answer that. We'll one. answer that. You can My fatherhood. Again, email us at amazingtruthpodcast at gmail.com and reach out to us through those social media handles. We'll be right back. back welcome back uh, as we continue with this lively exciting conversation about asking the hard questions asking the hard questions uh, we were talking about before we went to the break we were talking about uh, you were in the in the room with all the physicians you have a cardiologist you have a surgeon you have you know the top notch the best uh, in Mayo Clinic which i think was ranked the best is ranked the best in in, in North America and the doctors look at you and they say we have done everything mm-hmm. and we can't do anything now the only thing is to pull the plug and after we pull the plug your loved one has only a few seconds and yeah. it'll be gone but the decision lies on you mm-hmm. now that's your spouse mm-hmm. what do you do so or your child here's 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 what i have just as i was on break i was thinking about i think uh, what what is important is not me mm-hmm. is that person who is hooked up to those machines mm-hmm. if i knew what they wanted mm-hmm. it would make my decision easy mm-hmm. because if if they've if i have prepared uh you know there's a 
healthcare directive. Mm-hmm. There's a will. Mm-hmm. I have funds saved. I know that what I want is this, this, and that. And I've already laid it down with my family, and they know what I exa- exactly, what exactly I, I want. So I think that would make it easy for me or for them to pull that plug. So knowing exactly what, what they want. you want uh-huh. as a person who's lying on that bed, uh-huh. and that's why we're talking about plan. Yeah, you need to plan so that it makes your decision easy for the decision easy for those for your loved ones your that loved you're going to leave. Yeah. So where does uh, where does do not kill come in? <laughs> <laughs> now, now here's the thing: we were here. That's why that's why that podcast was very important. The question yeah. is. Yes. Do not kill. Yes. Th- that's a whole different level because one, the doctors are saying, and, and that's a whole different conversation. But the re- let's let's go with it for a second. <laughs> the question is this: You're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. We are putting you in a room, in a bed, using resources, facilities. True. There are the people who have come in, who their chances of survival, if they had the same resources. <laughs> that you have right now are higher. What do you do? You're a doctor. It's easy to speak from this other side. True. That's very true. Now, well, <laughs> I asked the question. <laughs> I decided to just take the 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 other the yeah. other side and look at it from a different angle, uh, based upon some other arguments uh-huh. that I've heard. But you know, uh, based upon. Let's go with the podcast for now. Yeah, that's that's a loaded question. Exactly, which we have to tackle we in the future. We have to tackle in the yeah. future, yeah. and yeah, we might derail our, mm-hmm. our podcast for for now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So so, Steve, you haven't answered the question. What mm-hmm. you're there? What was the hardest thing for you in that very moment? You see, this is something we uh, we have been taught in school: mm-hmm. uh, dis- disaster management. Mm-hmm you provide resources to the one that is likely to uh the one that is likely to live mm-hmm. in within myself i don't know if i will live with myself mm-hmm. uh observing people dying right next to me and me denying them uh, the resources you know so that's a hard question for mm-hmm. me as well and i think that's why we were having that podcast is because a sister Jackie recounted the situation where she's seated there mm-hmm. with all their sisters. They, they, they for some, for the, for the most part, they knew what the father uh, wanted. You yeah. know, he had allocated his property, he had done this, he had done that, but they didn't know what <coughs> was best for him. And so, one sister felt that this is the best, prolong the life. The other sister felt he has suffered so much, he needs mm-hmm. to rest. Mm-hmm. The other sister felt that. I don't know what both of you are talking about. This is the way forward. And you have six people who love their father dearly. Exactly. And they are there, but their approach is very different. Yeah, a- their point of view are basically, and all of them are genuine. Genuine. Honest. Yeah, they're they yeah, they yeah. reasonable. They're, they're reasonable. reasonable. Yeah. But, but, but that's the point of that conversation we're talking about. Then what does it do when in that case, that's when families start fighting? Yes. True, because the one who has more power can make the decision, and later on you might be blamed for that. True, or that's where you spend more time trying to make the uh, find resources, mm-hmm. you know, or it takes away from the experience. It it adds on to the experience of grieving because True. there's financial burden now. 
there is divisions among its family members there is you know all these are the things that you have to deal with on top of grieving True. so 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 having those hard questions i think so one thing sister jackie said and as as as, as, as i was listening to the podcast later on she said that she she later on thinks and says she she might as well put the father in hospice mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so so now you're looking back but the the aha moment was when the father was taken out of the machine and he lived for how long 13 days still breathing mm-hmm. and then finally he said by, by himself he said do what you have to do quick yes and i'm ready to rest right, right. and at that moment it was hard mm-hmm. but now they knew what he wanted they knew what he wanted and yeah. so it was yeah. easier for them to accept yeah. there are people who are living and they've not accepted mm-hmm. true because they never had that voice from their loved one exactly and they, they yeah. never had that conversation so there's no closure that I like that that's a very good point so for what i'm getting and i got from it was also that you know moving from uh as for for family mm-hmm. the family so moving from that stage where okay now there's acceptance uh-huh. accepting that i'm going to lose this loved one mm-hmm. moving from that space to the space where now i can prepare myself to grieve mm-hmm. it takes time yeah it takes time so when all these things when you haven't planned this you don't know what the loved one wants you it's hard for you to move from that space where you are, you now you can say okay i have accepted this mm-hmm. when i turn these machines off mm-hmm. the worst could happen and now you're moving to that space where i'm ready to grieve now mm-hmm. and i'm ready to start the process mm-hmm. so once you know i don't know if it's even ha- you can know that I, i i don't even know if you can tell right where you are yeah? at the at that moment yeah but but i think that's the point they were driving at mm-hmm. pastor Simon, i remember him saying that This is a daily conversation. Yes. It's an ongoing yes. conversation. Right. It's something that you should be sh- just and, and it doesn't have to be like let's sit down now mm-hmm. during dinner and have this conversation. Mm-hmm. It's just maybe you know when the timing is right, you can say you know for me when I rest, I would wish to go through XYZ. Yes. Now if you can follow up by writing something, mm-hmm. it even makes it even clearer. Sure. And you can always amend and change that. What what baffles me is that people plan for for their career. Yeah. People plan for their mar- uh, marriages, you know. People plan for their they do strategic planning for their organizations. But people have no strategic planning for themselves and what becomes of their life loved ones in case they're not there. And again, I think we we can blame it on our African roots. Yeah. Because reading in the Bible, mm-hmm. people had their graves yeah. dug out ready. I mean yes there's a lot of people who prepared had had graves they're prepared but they it's a taboo it's a taboo in Africa exactly uh, anyways because <laughs> people believe that you're you're, you're calling death uh-huh. yes. you're calling death to yourself so what role but does culture play in these hard decisions there you go there, that's the that's the that's culture the guess. values yeah. culture the values that you have mm-hmm. so, let, let me bring something close close home And I'm sure these ones people will throw stones at me but but it it is what it is. Do you know how much money we spend every weekend here in Minnesota for the African community mm-hmm. for funerals? It's a lot. I I'm, I'm always curious to tabulate that. I wish somebody could do an an, an analysis for like six months and mm-hmm. just show the amount of figures. Mm-hmm. And the reason I bring that is because it tells me people know that these are reality. People have a sense of desire to plan for it. But people don't want to talk about it, True. right? And mm-hmm. and and most of that plan is 
I had a story of someone who was in six, I don't know, groups. So every time someone, da- and in six groups, you're likely every weekend you're going to be giving money. Mm-hmm. Right. So you spend $200 a weekend. Mm-hmm. You're already thinking about it. The question sure. is, is this good stewardship? Or yeah. how can we best effectively and efficiently do it? What, what we have done mm. is, let me... T- let me talk about Kenyans. Mm. What we have done, both here and in Africa, mm. is is this: we have decided not to. Uh, well, from from our from our culture, mm-hmm. we have made the, the the decision not to prepare ourselves individually mm-hmm. uh, for the ultimate reality. Reality, yeah. mm-hmm. but then. At the back of our minds, mm. we know that it's coming. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is we have made it a community. Mm. We prepare it communally. We, we are preparing for, uh, for it communally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with this, to some extent, I think we are, we, we are, we are doing ourselves a disservice mm-hmm. uh, because... Um, then we have an obligation to have to necessarily help others so that we can be we can help ourselves mm-hmm. we can be helped mm-hmm. for a long time we i have had and i have also partaken in it i have encouraged people to go to funerals mm-hmm. go to different funerals go to this go to this so that when the ultimate happens to you you have the resources mm-hmm. to help uh, to, to to be able to carry yourself through that uh, that moment, but is that the best way to handle it? Or how do we move away from that if it's n- if it if it's not working? How do we move away from that? I, I think it depends who you ask if it's working or not working. Yes, but what I think I think, and that's a whole strategic initiative by itself. But I think that it gets us to a place where we are not mourning. We are focusing on fundraising. Fundraising, exactly, right? and that has been our major thing. So ev- always if fundraising. So eventually, if I gave my money, wow. yeah, I'm not able to be there to mourn with you, mm-hmm. but my name appeared in that group. Exactly. A- exactly. And and then the person goes, but they never heal because they never ex- mourn. And, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what I want. It's a, so we we spend two weeks mm-hmm. fundraising. You're in you're in this person's house. You're you're doing now. We're doing Zoom. Mm-hmm. There every there's there's people virtually every minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah in your house. Mm-hmm. When do you mourn? Mm-hmm. When do you grieve? And then when the fundraising is done, because that's our cue as, mm-hmm. as Kenyans, as a community, that's our cue to back away. Yeah. Then the person is left with a very big void. And mm-hmm. I'm talking about this from a personal level. Mm-hmm. You're left with a big void. True. And you didn't have time to, to grieve. Mm-hmm. You didn't even know how to grieve. Yeah. And then you're left there by yourself and you're just or, or, or even we don't even ask how do you want to grieve? Yes, we don't. Because not everyone have, is yes. a financial yes. need or yes. ask, but we've yes. already concluded that. Right. Maybe I have my insurance, yeah. but what I want is just come sing, mm-hmm. you know, take me for a walk, yeah, do that, you know, all that. But the first now, thing we do is what we form a WhatsApp group. Exactly. Now, not that alone. Right. You see, we are assuming that everyone who experiences death. Is receives the funds or is satisfied with the fundraising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I have met people who have told me that 
they are very disappointed with our community because they have been very active. They have spent a lot of time and a lot of money on so many funerals. Mm. But when their funeral came, the community did not stand up. So it's a debt now because yeah. I came, I gave. Now, I think let's not bash the community. I think there's some good in that. There's, there's some element of good, but we get there's room for there's growth room for and becoming better because more than these materialistic things, there are people who have never been the same since they lost their loved one. Very true. There are people who wanted someone to walk with them and check on them when they needed that support. Yeah. But after we, the, our cue was the fundraising is done, nobody even remembered to do that. Yeah. So I think there's, there's, there's growth that's... Ne- now let me ask a, a rea- a hard, another hard question. What do you think the next generation of immigrants will do in North America? Because this kind of model of mourning is a, is a traditionally first-generation type of way. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the younger people who are coming up? If, listen, you are a parent, you're listening to this podcast, you die here today, there's two realities. Your children, what they desire and what they want, and what the traditional community wants. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the first one. Mm-hmm. The, the second reality is, if you didn't say where you wanted to be buried when all this is said and done, your children might say, I have no reason to go back home. Mm-hmm. We want True. to bury our father here where, or our mother here. Where yeah. we can visit. Where we can visit yeah, yeah. and be with him and put flowers every, you know, so often. But you've not stipulated what you want. Mm-hmm. Or even if you have, maybe back home you've not built that house, the culture dictates that you have also. You're subjecting your whole family to go to a community where they are strangers. So this is why these hard conversations need to take place, whether we like it or, or not. not. So is it safe to say that this conversation should start at home? Is that the best place to start this conversation? Uh, for me, I think let it start however it starts. At this point, okay. if men are going to go somewhere and have that conversation, because <laughs> sometimes home might be uncomfortable, but I may come say, hey, Ken, and I was talking to your friend, you know, da, 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 you know then it can, but let it be known. Mm-hmm. Let it be yeah. verbalized. Because I don't want to start from home, but the time you're done, you ask your father, Hey dad, when you want to get buried, yeah. where do you <laughs> then you ruin the entire relationship exactly. because your father like you want to kill me now. Because <laughs> yeah. again, you've seen movies oh, yeah. or you've had movies where people because you have life insurance, people will kill you. Yeah. And they would because they see the monetary aspect to it. So yeah. how do we balance those right. realities of yeah. hard questions? And speaking about insurance, uh life insurance, I think uh all of us should think about it. Mm-hmm. And as we have these hard conversations, mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to just prepare um, which, whichever way, mm-hmm. but that is one of one that is part mm-hmm. of a solution mm-hmm. uh, that can really help to move the family forward, mm-hmm. even in your absence. Yes, and and I want to ask Collins as a from 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 the healthcare perspective. I know we talked a lot about the healthcare directives. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can. Uh, is that another solution? You've talked about insurance. Are healthcare directives a good way to, to to plan or even talk about this? Or a, a conver- I know we, we said it was a conversation starter. Yeah, you know, is that a good place to start? That's a uh, actually that's the th- that's that's really the the end result of the conversation. Mm-hmm. That's not really the beginning of the conversation. Oh. We need to start that conversation. The home ground is the best place because mm-hmm. that's where the decisions are made. Mm-hmm. 
dad needs to write up a uh, a healthcare directive mm-hmm. and uh, whichever document you choose there's healthcare directive there's another one they call physician something uh, document and uh, there's another one to start the conversation at home discuss and of course it's a vulnerability mm-hmm. where yeah. you but, but again that's that's the point we've been talking about the entire month the fact that you're having had to discuss is are you even comfortable with your family? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that that's an indication of where you are with your family. Because listen, when you get to a place where you can have hard conversations with ease, mm-hmm. that's a different type and level of relationship that you have built. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think we are going back to anchoring these and saying the the foundation of society is families. And when, when, when at home the right conversations happen, True. it sets the stage and the tone of how the community at large will become. Exactly. So I, I think as, as we start winding down, a couple of things that I want us, uh, I just want us to, to, to highlight and then parting shots. The first, que- the first thing is some of the hard questions we've talked about. You know, we want to remind our, our listeners is that you're a lady, maybe you are abused. And that is affecting your life. Mm-hmm. We, we, we feel the pain and we can say we understand. But don't bury that pain. And, and we might not have those specific answers. But, but we need just what we're saying from this month is talk about it. Yeah. Right. Number two is, you know, you, you are... You you are going through a hard time health wise. Like, reach out to Gaddafi if you you experience some serious health. He can be a resource to share with you what what helped him. Mm-hmm. Why is and that's why he came to this podcast. He said, I I I want someone to listen to my story and maybe put a smile on their face. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not the only one who's walking that journey. Mm-hmm. You know, for those of you who love uh, soccer, uh, they call it football in in Europe. There's, there's a mantra of a club that says you'll never walk alone, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> In these situations, know that you will never walk alone. Yeah. There's someone who has been where you are, who's wearing your shoes. Yes. So these hard conversations, they need to work. Now, we acknowledge that there's no safe place. Mm-hmm. But we would like to make this a safe place for you too. Yes, true. Right? Yes. And if you're, again, if you're, if you're going through mental illness, mm. you know, that's another if you're area. going through mental illness, you have been through it. You're probably in the hospital. Mm-hmm. You've been to the hospital. You're taking medications. You've been diagnosed with whatever type of mental illness. Just know that you are not alone. Mm. Again, you're not alone. I can't say I can. I can. We feel. We feel it. Mm-hmm. We've known people that have gone through it. Just remember, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Start that conversation. And if there's a family member and you have someone that is listens to you talk to them. If you can't, there's resources. And we're going to put these resources in the description of this podcast when you post it. And also they can find it on our website. On They'll our website. find it on our right. social media handles. Just we'll put some resources out there. You're, for not you're not alone. You're not alone. Don't walk alone. Don't walk alone. Don't, don't suffer alone. There's someone out there who's going through it, has gone through it, and they can help. They can hold you up. And if there's not someone who has, who has walk, walk, walked it with you, mm-hmm. there's professionals can be there to support you. Yeah, yeah. yeah most of all, Jesus mm-hmm. experienced all these things. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Jesus started the conversation about his death mm-hmm. with his fa- with his disciples, mm-hmm. his very closest friends. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can begin from friends yep. and then work your way into family. I think this month has been real. Mm-hmm. Amazing truth does not necessarily mean that we're going to share the discoveries of scientists. Mm-hmm. True. Amazing truth means the simple day-to-day th- realities that we face, but no one knows. Mm-hmm. And so we just want to encourage our listeners to let you know that uh, we, we want to, to talk to you, walk with you, and we be a resource center. Made in po- Amazing Truth Podcast is a place where you can find and f- come and find those resources. You can visit on our, pod, uh, our website. Send us a message. What resources would you like? And we can make it our, our priority to find yeah, those resources exactly. and post them on our website for anyone else yes. who might be looking for the very similar resources mm-hmm. because we don't want you to walk alone through whatever it is that you're going through. Yeah. It has been real. What do you, yeah. what do you, all, what closing pa- shots, parting shots? Wh- what are you, t- what's your takeaway from this month? I, I, I want to borrow y- you guys' words. I think it was Ezra's words that how you want to be remembered. Mm-hmm. How did you, how do you put it? I say, now you see, <laughs> but I know, I know, I know, I know the point you're driving at. That, that, so that how you live, how you live your life, mm-hmm. how you live your life will di- will dictate how you're going to be remembered. Exactly. We still remember Alfred Nobel yes. because of the inventions that yes. he did. We still celebrate some holidays because of the great things that those people did. Those people died long time ago, mm-hmm. but we're still living their legacy. Yeah. So the decisions you make today, the choices you make today, will determine the quality of remembrance. Mm-hmm. You will leave behind Very post true. your your time here on earth. All right. And then we know that cancer is a reality. Yep. Mental illness is a reality. Death is a reality. These things are real issues. Mm-hmm. So again, don't suffer alone. Don't walk alone. But remember that God, God knows your pain. Mm-hmm. God understands your pain. Very true. Um a lot of the times fear drives us. Mm. And I think if we put away our fear, if we love our loved ones very much, mm-hmm. uh, fear casts out, uh, love casts away fear. Yeah. Mm. And so we can talk about the hard questions. We may not have the answers, but we will come to an agreement on what to do. Love conquers all. Yeah. Differently says, love covers a multitude of sin. Differently says, said, when love is found at home, the society will be a better place. The hard conversations will be easier conversations, will be regular conversations. So when you find this love, these conversations will be easier mm. to have them. That has been the episode, these episodes of the, of the Amazing Truth Podcast. We have concluded this series asking the hard questions of life. Please listen to the, ep- the pod- podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and also on our website. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amazing Truth Podcast. We hope you were blessed as you listen. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. God bless you, and see you on the next one.